Welcome to the Finding Strong Podcast with your host, Pat Gates and Mark Bottenhorn. We're coming to you from the heart of the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. We are on a mission to push the limits and find strength through endurance, mindset, and fitness. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of the Finding Strong Podcast uh, with your hosts, myself, Mark Bottenhorn, and Pat Gates, co-hosting. Today, we're going to dive into the mindset. Like, how do you get into the right mental state to crush your goals and accomplish the things that you want to? Yeah, today, we're just going to go into a race recap. We're going to tackle the mindset. Um, We're going to go over, uh, answer some questions from the users, and we're going to go into a story. All right. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. All right. So... Monday, March 25th, dropping the second episode. Happy to be here. Same, happy to be here. Um, I just want to get right into it. I know uh, we've been busy. We've been, been trying to get this together, but we've been a lot of a lot of stuff we had to do. We were real busy with our you know, jobs, separate lives, things yeah. like that, training. Traveling the world. Training, traveling. traveling. Double T's. So, Mark, uh, I know you just uh, went went down to Tennessee and had a race. So let's have a little, re- little recap of that race. Yeah, yeah, what a good race it was. It was a tough race. Uh, we're in the Pistol 50K. It was kind of cool. We had a big uh, big group that actually came down. We didn't all travel together, but a few other really good racers came down from Michigan, and we we had a good result at the race. Um, so it was 50K. I ran 3.29 and some change on it. So that was the 20th fastest 50K in North America this year. Took the overall win with it. And pretty much led wire to wire. It was a, it was a pretty unique race. I mean, it was ten point three five mile loops, so we had to do it three times. And the middle of the loops were very long, drawn out, repetitive, and windy. And then on the end, we had just a ton of hills. It was kind of in the foothills of the mountains in Tennessee, and it, it was this really hilly, windy parts at the bookends of it that made the, that made the course pretty tough. And then a pretty steep climb back to the finish line. Um, totaling about a mile and a half. So it was a, it was a pretty challenging race. Um, went out, uh, leading the race, like I said, I led from wire to wire. Um, I didn't really feel threatened at any point during the race. I felt really comfortable. I was running really well. Um, for the first, basically about 20 miles, I was clicking off like six twenties, uh, pretty comfortably. Um, but I knew that coming back that the wind was going to be troublesome. And about mile 20, the winds picked up and it was pretty tough. Um, and then I, I don't want to say I hit the wall because I don't believe in the wall. I don't even think it's a real thing. But I definitely felt the effects of being like, holy shit, there's 11 miles left in this race. or There's nine miles left in this race, you know. And each 5K was clicking off perfectly, like 19-something per 5K, just going smoothly. And I was like, this is, this is very comfortable. And I thought it was funny. I remember laughing at myself, like, man, these 5Ks are going by so fast. And then the last 15K, like each 5K, I was like, it's not so cute anymore. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> these aren't clicking off anymore. Like, um, But anyway, got it up there, broke the tape, uh, felt really good, uh, won, some, won some nice stuff, pretty good prize. Uh, so I think it was overall a good race. Ashley Truen, who's a, she's a phenomenal ultra runner. She ran the third fastest 100-mile race last year. She lowered her own... Uh, women's course record in the 100k second overall um she i mean she crushed it her uh boyfriend brian came down 
I believe he came in fourth and fifth in the 50K. He won the 50K last year, actually. Um, <coughs> so, I mean, that, that was great from him. And then we had uh, Becca, who came – I think she's on the west side of the state as well. She came down and came third in the 100K. So, I mean, we, we cleaned up pretty well coming from Michigan there. Yeah, that, solid weekend. Yeah, that race has a history of Michigan runners coming down and doing well. So, might be something in the water. I don't know. <laughs> I hope I mean – so, when you are when you're run, you said uh, you felt like you didn't really hit a wall. I mean, it's uh, – when you do, when you, when you kind of feel like you're hitting the wall, like what do you do? Like, you, what kind of mindset do you have at that point? Like, well, how do you overcome that? So, because of the nature of the course, I can see the second place runner, and this is unique to this course. But I, I can see the second place runner, and I knew that he was oh close to eight minutes back with ten miles to go. Um, and I mean, I'd really have to to have a bad time to to give up all that time back. Um, so I ran very conservatively knowing that I was cramping up a little bit cause the heat, I wasn't, it, it, it touched like 68, 70 degrees and I wasn't used to that coming from Michigan. Um, yeah, especially now it's been just freezing. Yeah. It's been miserable. Um, so I wasn't used to the, the temperatures. So that was leading me to cramp a little bit. I wasn't drinking as much as I was hoping to, um, cause I just late in the race, I just don't do well with that. It's something I need to get better at. Um, but on each climb, I could feel my groin just stretching on the left side. So I took it really easy and I knew that I'd probably set a PR. I knew I'd run one of the, I'd get on the list for the fastest 50 Ks in in, uh, North America. Um, so I backed off of it and then (coughs) with about six, no, I about four and a half miles left. I had, I had like nine or 10 minutes on him at that point. So I knew I I could literally walk at points if I wanted to, I did it. So that helped kind of stave off that, that wall, like, a lot of times in my life, I've gotten to a negative place. In this race, I didn't do it. It wasn't like negative. There was no mm-hmm. negative self-talk. It was like, I can do this. Like at, at the marathon point, it was like only, you know, only five more miles. Like I always have five miles left to me. At the end of a hundred mile race, I have five miles left to me. And I, and I just knew that I could just drag it out. I knew that I was going to win this. I just, I knew at that point that I was going to win the race unless I push it too hard, redlined and cramped. I didn't want to be that guy like st- trying to stumble to the race, you know, to the, to the finish. Right, right. Finish. So the, I, I didn't really bonk too much. I didn't hit the wall too much. I, I raced really conservatively the last 10 miles of the race, knowing that I just was protecting the lead. So That's it great. felt good. I mean, what was your mindset uh, leading up to this race? I know you're, I mean, obviously you're, you're physically fit. Yeah, I was, yeah, I'm, I'm physically fit. Probably the fittest I've, I've ever been. I got to give a huge shout out to my coach, Matt Daniels, for that. Like, he's just getting me ready. Like, this is one of those processes. This is like year one. Of, a, of this three or four year process, you're one or 1.5. So, uh, trusting the process and coming along great, Matt's been really helpful. So I came in there very physically fit. Um, I didn't know how well I do driving nine hours, uh, the day before the race that always like leads to heavy legs, but it felt like I felt pretty explosive mm-hmm. in the legs. Um, you know, I don't know the mentality was I wanted to go in and try to number one, compete to run a fast 50 K set a PR and I wanted to run under 324 with the conditions, the hills, the wind, and just protecting the lead. That I threw that out the window late in the race, and I just wanted to protect that lead and get the win. So, so I got three out of four. I won the race. I ran one of the fastest 50Ks in North America. Um, but when I say one of the fastest, it was the 20th fastest, so I wasn't up there with, you know, Zach O'Neillis and Eric Lapuma and Cole Crosby, but I was at least pretty considerable time. Um, 
So three out of four ain't bad. Five minute PR, you can't complain, especially in a tougher course. No, yeah, year. you're just accomplishing your own goals. Yeah, Go down there and just crush it. Michigan people going down there crushing it. Yeah, I mean, I did Michigan. what I set out to do, and I ran my race and tried to execute it the best I could. And whoever shows up shows up. So if they're faster, they're faster. If they're slower, they're slower. I just executed what I could and controlled what I could and got the win. Yeah, that's like that's like one of the biggest things is controlling what you can control. Yeah, that always it always helps you so much when it comes to mindset and trying to accomplish your goals yeah checking over the weather report and worried if it's gonna rain or if it's gonna be windy yeah i don't i don't believe, or if I don't a guy that. for like a really fast guy you know jumps in the race kind of last minute that's or, that's yeah, his thing good. like either i'm yeah. gonna my thing is like anyway that jumps in the race my goal is like uh, at, at where i'm at my goal is if they're gonna beat me that's fine i'm gonna do what i can do but i'm gonna try to make them hurt if they're gonna beat me they're gonna hurt for it and yeah. i think that's what the mindset was going into the race and at times he made me hurt um you know, but at the end it was it was too much of a cushion. He he told me he blew up around mile twenty three or twenty four pretty good. It can be hard when you're chasing, you know, that it can feel hopeless. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, how do you how do you usually stay like motivated when like races are kind of like so spread out, like your training, you know? Yeah, I made it a point to try to race more this year, but I have to be careful racing in like trail marathons, fifty k's and fifty miles because those beat your body up. They're not like going and running a five k. Right, you want to burn out. Yeah, but I mean, even still, like I'm not, I'm not so much motivated by the race, and I think that's how I stay motivated. Like to me, I don't actually like to race as much as people would think, and I, I know that I've talked to you about this before. Yeah. I don't enjoy. I, I mean, I enjoy racing; it's fun, but I enjoy like getting better and the process of getting better. So I like to get out there on a Monday and get my <coughs> get my first run of the day, and then I like to get out there on a on a Tuesday and, and hammer that speed work, whatever it may be, and that long run on a Wednesday and then another long run on the weekend and maybe another long run on Sunday. Like I like the process of, of just getting better and each day I get better. So that keeps me motivated rather than the race itself. The race could get canceled. The race could get – anything could happen. You could have a terrible race and if that's all you're doing it for, then you're not, it's not, you're not Yeah, it's not the right reason. Yeah, so I'm just driven by getting better every day. So it's very easy yeah, for that's me to a, You know, just started this preseason with uh, this men's soccer team. Yeah, and uh, and I was talking to this uh, old, this college buddy that he's, that plays on the team. Yeah. Kind of just going over like I just miss you know practicing, going to practice in college every day, and now that we're like playing like, consistently like four or five times a week, practicing yeah. in games, it's nice to just like do that because the games at the end of the day, it's just, I mean they're fun, but yeah. going to practice and doing all these drills and, and conditioning and sprints and all that stuff is just that's like that's like the what's the driving point, you know, getting better. Yeah, for sure. That's like the that's the uh, meat and potatoes or the, yeah. or the beans and lentils, right? That's yeah. not the uh, like the other stuff is just like the dessert, like just sparingly. Um, and and for anybody listening, uh, for reference, Pat plays at a pretty competitive level here. We're talking like a post collegiate level. That's 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 pretty high. We're not talking like a beer league recreational indoor soccer or something like that for for reference. So I mean, it's, it's good to see you back out. Like not back out there, but it's good to see you starting back this season. I can't wait to see how you do. Yeah, I can't wait. I know we got a we got a bunch of games. We're traveling a lot. Uh, games in Indiana, Chicago. We're traveling. Um, last year, the the team went down to Florida and played in the U.S. Open Cup, and yeah, we're traveling everywhere. So, I'm hopefully, you know, make it pretty far this year. It's a real deal. So, um, just kind of get into some stuff yeah. about mindset. Yeah. How, how do you uh, how do you usually start your day? How do I start my day? Um, so I know a lot of people are super ritualistic in how they start their day, and I, I think that it, I think that it's it's really cool and disciplined. I have like a routine. Yeah, but at some points it gets wonky, like when you're doing like witch doctor yeah. stuff. 
in the morning. Um, I guess the biggest thing I do is, is I get out of bed and I, I think this is, a, this is a really huge one that that's helped me a lot. And I don't want to get up here on a soapbox because people, people are, are much better than me in every aspect of life. But one thing that's, that's like been killer for me is that I don't snooze the alarm because you gotta, you gotta win the day. If you're gonna win the, if you're gonna win the battle, you gotta win the days. that gotta add up. And a big way to win the day is to get out ahead. And if if you're, if you're snoozing, you're snoozing for 15, 20 minutes. Or yeah, you feel you're... weak. You, you yeah. can't get up because it's too cold in the house or too warm or whatever. It, it's you gotta just get up right when that alarm gets off and, and yep. get on to your goals. I mean, yeah, that's definitely the hardest thing, especially when you got like a workout in the morning that you have yeah. to do. That that extra 15, 20 minutes or whatever is gonna be huge. Three miles. Yes, yeah, huge. Mean, yeah, so I, I just think that uh, the first thing you should do is what I do is my alarm goes off. I don't snooze it. I get up. You know, I do whatever I have to do. Uh, I get get ready. My clothes are already laid out to run in the next pretty much in the morning, or they're or they're organized really well. Um, and I and I just I get out. Um, you know, I either have some like matcha green tea or some other kind of caffeine. I don't consume any kind of soda or anything like that. So uh, maybe like a uh, optimum amino energy with electrolytes or something like that. Uh, about 15 or 20 minutes before running, I'll typically consume caffeine. I don't do it every day. Um, and then pretty much that's it. I don't eat. I don't, I don't do anything else. Even up to 22, 25 mile runs. I don't eat before the 50 K I ate a banana. Like I just, yeah. And just, like, the, the little things yeah. help, help out so much. Like don't snooze the alarm. Like yeah. I make my bed every single day. I yeah. know it's like, it's like a weird, it's a weird thing. People are like, why do you do that? I'm like, well, yeah. Why don't you, why do you do it if you're just going to sleep in it again? But yeah. like, that's one small task that you're accomplishing and it's just the first task of many that day and you should take a small sense of like accomplishment from doing that yeah because you set yourself up for success for the, and, and a winning mentality for the rest of the day 100% I know um, I know there's like sometimes when you when you train and you're trying to accomplish something it's a it'd be hard to be unmotivated at certain times like yeah. like especially if they you know, be like well we're going out but like, like oh, I gotta run you know 10 20 miles in the morning so staying out till 3 a.m. Yeah. Isn't, isn't going to be conducive. So you got to set yourself up for success and use those. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm a ghost right now. Like I don't, I don't go out anymore and I don't know if, if my friends are disappointed. I'm sure that you probably noticed that I don't, I mean, just not do it. Like it's sure it's fun to like go out, even if you're not drinking and just like going out and hanging out with your friends, like really late it, it's, or, or whatever it may be. Like if you're up watching Netflix too late, like, you know, or you're eating like, going to the buffet and eating a bunch of food like it's all great and everything and you need to do those things once in a while but i always think about it like this is is going out and having <coughs> is having three beers instead of one or or staying up late watching an extra show on netflix is that getting me any closer to my goals and do i want to do that more than i want to accomplish the things that i want to accomplish and the answer to that both of that is no so then if it's no then there's no time for it in my life and it's not that i don't care about the people because i love them very much it's just that I'm so laser focused on what I'm doing because I, because it's what drives me. And if I don't have that, I'm empty. Right. Well, so what, what really helps you stay laser focused? What helps you keep, like keep motivated? Yeah. So that, I think that's a, that comes down for me, that comes down to the why. Um, and I could talk about this stuff all day, but like I'm focused on my why when I was, when I was growing up. Um, and I, I mean, how long, how long have we been like best friends? I mean, it's gotta be going on. 15 plus 16 years, 16, 17 yeah. years. Yeah. Even before that, um, you know, when I was growing up, I, I grew up like where you have to be a little bit tough, like in a time where you'd fight a lot and it's not like that now, but you know, like you'd fight with your friends, you'd fight with the people you don't like, like there's fighting all the time and you had to be tough or you're going to get picked on, you're going to get made fun of. 
And, um, you know, I've always, I've always had that little scrappy kind of mentality. And then just like, I don't know, just leading up to it. When I, when I came into adolescence or early adulthood, I, I honestly just, I felt like I wasn't good enough. I quit all the time. I mean, I made it to like the, pretty much the highest level of soccer that I was going to make it to, uh, with, with Oakland County FC and like a really good level, like playing with people that are really good. And I, and I literally faked an injury to, to avoid playing because the pressure was so high. Like I, I faked an injury and like, that's how I saw myself. I saw myself as a quitter and, and as frankly, as a loser and, and somebody who wasn't successful because I couldn't be uncomfortable. And now, so my, now my whole mission is not to win races. Like I like to win because I like to compete and I, but that's not what drives me at all. That's why the races don't even drive me. I just want to, I want to get harder and tougher and better and be a better version of myself than I was before. Cause I'm not that quitter anymore. I'm somebody that's uncomfortable all the time. Now I, I put myself in uncomfortable situations on perfect on purpose. And it's led me to be, to, to develop some level of success in my yeah, life. You know, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. That's, yeah. That's like, that's the motto that I try to live my life by. And I know that you do too. And so I just have a chip on my shoulder from all these things in my, in my childhood and in high school and things like that. And even into college. And, and now I'm just so hungry because I want, I want to prove to anybody else. I want to prove to myself that I'm not that person. I'm and that's the, yeah, that's like the, one of the biggest things just pr- trying to prove myself. Yeah. I'm not really trying to, I'm not trying to impress or prove any, anything to anyone. I'm just trying to prove myself. Like I was, I was like pretty scared of heights. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, I was just like, all right, well, I'm just going to start rock climbing then. Yeah. So I went and, um, started doing some bouldering and then went on and started doing some more like audible stuff at, at the gym and trying to go higher and higher. And I was, you know, some, I'm at the point where I'm almost to the top where yeah. like, you know, it's just a little bit more. I just try to go farther every time. Yeah. I mean, you're a legit rock climber now. Like you, you're, you're, you're good at it. And I mean, that's what it's about. It's just about overcoming those things. And like, I don't, I don't really give a shit what anybody else thinks. And the, the ironic part is, is when I did care, yeah. that's when I was a quitter. You know, yeah. I was, I was, I was always so afraid of being judged for like, yeah, always, I, was, yeah, I, was you know, I was kind of comparing myself to others, especially, yeah. especially when I was like playing soccer in college, like yeah. people getting like accolades and stuff. Like that. I was like, well, I'm like, like as good as they are. Like, how come I'm not doing like, I'm not getting these accolades or recognition or whatever it was. I was just trying to compare myself to others. And that's something you can't do. You have to be cares, bro. Train harder than, yep. No one cares. Work harder. Yeah. That's that's a hundred percent. I agree. And that, I mean, let's face it. We live in a world where we could sit here and preach like all this feel good mean garbage and say, Oh, don't compare yourself to others. But we live in a world where literally the top contestants for top jobs are competing for each other. The top athletes and top sports are competing. Like, so to say, don't compete with each other or don't compare yourself to each other. I feel like that's unre- that's unrealistic, but yeah. don't, but don't, you have to realize that other people are on different journeys and they're at different parts in their journey and to compare yourself to them, uh, would, would just be foolish. Yeah. And usually the one that comes out on top is the one that's just focused on themselves and trusting their process. Tunnel vision. And, and doing the, putting in the work that they, that they want to do yeah. and it'll ultimately lead to success. Yeah. And I think ever since I made that switch in my life and then I worked at it for about a decade not a, not quite a decade but I just worked at it and I worked at it and and now I've I've realized a, an incredible amount of career success academic success athletic success and I have a long way to go and I have I have much loftier goals um but I'm really proud of where I'm at but I, I still not satisfied oh, no, that's, that's, yeah definitely I always got to keep pushing got to no, keep going no I mean I could live like this for the rest of my life and, and be like comfortable but I don't want to do that like I'm I'm so like that's why I stay motivated because I 
I want to be a better person every day. I want to get better. And if I don't get better, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable. If I'm not getting better that day, I feel like I'm stagnant. I hate it. Yeah, I always want to you know, be a better athlete, a better friend. Yeah, better person. I mean, sometimes, sometimes like it gets down to the point where like it's got to be like sociopathic, where like you're so driven, yeah. where you just got you're so inner focused. Yeah. Like I mean, so there's some athletes like you know like Michael Jordan or like yeah. you know Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. that they're so focused on being the best and yeah. they're not worried about anything that happens. They just just go right into it. Yeah, and there's I think there's a level of like if we're talking about high level athletics, there's a level of selfishness. I think that's required in it, and uh, if we can face it. I, I'm never going to be like the Michael Jordan of ultra running. I'm not even going to be the like the Lindsey Hunter of ultra running. You know, like I might be in the Rip, ha- Rip Hamilton, right? Maybe Rip was great mid range jump shooter. Yeah, but he's but, one of the best business of all time. So. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> um, but I, I so like my mission is is more than that, and I don't have to, in my opinion, be as selfish as that. But at the same time, I'm going to give it hell and give it everything I have because who knows what I'm capable of? I don't, I don't know, and I'm not going to limit myself. And people are going to laugh at it, but I don't, I don't care. You can't, you can't limit yourself for anything. You never, you never, never uh, half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. I agree. I agree. Ron Swanson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, going back to like you know Cristiano Ronaldo, he uh, he's such a, a competitor, right? You know, since like a young kid coming from Portugal over to uh, England to play, yeah, and you know, he's just like a skinny, scrawny kid. I mean, because you say the same thing about like LeBron James, he's like a skinny kid who like just go joins the league, and then after he worked out and then he's gained all this muscle machine. Machine. Yeah. I mean, just, and Cristiano. There's a story of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. He was he was playing a fellow Manchester United teammate um, at the training ground playing table tennis, ping pong, and uh, everyone was there, and uh, his teammate beat Ronaldo so bad and everyone was laughing and like cheering, you know, and Ronaldo, just the competitor he is, he went out and bought a, a ping pong table yeah, and practiced for two weeks straight yeah, in his free time. And then he's like, then he came back two weeks later, he gathered everyone, the staff, his teammates, and then he played the that same exact person again and beat him. Yeah. I mean, that just goes to show his, his mentality and mindset and his competitiveness to like always want to, you know, push the limit and be better. Yeah, and I think I think that competitiveness is is fairly uh, innate, and I think it comes from within. And I don't think I, I don't know if it's something that can be taught or not. Like I think I, I've been competing ever since I was a little kid. Like <clears throat> that's what my dad just like raised me to do. My mom is not competitive at all in, in any in any way. She's very successful. I guess she's competitive in her career field. She's she's accomplished a lot. But um, in terms of like sports and things like that, she's not very competitive. She likes to do mm-hmm. things that she enjoys. Like I don't enjoy. Unless I'm like kicking somebody's ass or they're kicking my ass, like that's the only thing I enjoy. And um, at times I can be a sore loser, but I like to lose. Uh, I like when somebody beats me, especially somebody that I care about, because it just it just drives me to yeah. Like, it, it, you I'm think happy to like, see that win. Yeah, I have to see a win. But like I'm gonna yeah. come back and get you, you son of a. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and that's exactly how I feel. Um, so I don't I don't expect everybody to be like over the top competitive, and I think at times it can be a bad quality and it can be a weakness of mine. I think the the comparison and the competitiveness, but at the same time, it's something that helps drive me. And yeah, and you, yeah, that's yeah, same time it helps you drive you and motivate you to continue to grow. Yeah, I mean, I know there was one time at practice, uh, Mark says he beat me in a race, but I don't know. It's, uh, um, Bill Bufano United. Yeah, I did beat you. <laughs> we we'll have to race again. <laughs> no, it was unlike. 
there was a tournament style format where we were where we were racing like a forty yard dash, whatever it was. He unfortunately drew me in the first or second round. <laughs> I think that he would have made it to the finals, likely, if if he didn't draw me that early in the round. I don't know why he was seated so low, or what if it was a random draw. But I beat him. It's nothing to get mad about. It's it's a fact of life. I went on to win the to win the, the tournament, which was after getting past Pat was like pretty much never in doubt. It was never in doubt to begin with. But I mean. So he so he ended up going out in like the second round, and he was with the with the slower guys. I don't know. Do you have to do extra work or anything like that, or did you just? I had to run more. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I had to go do like some some fast uh, fast feed and do some like fast switch muscle fiber stuff to get faster or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I think uh, no, it was a little bit unfair of a race. Um, we had to start on our stomachs, right? And um, Mark started a little early, I think. Oh, <laughs> No, but I mean, just going back to that mindset, like, uh, I mean, it would like that, like Mark, like beating me in that race, to help motivate me to like, all right, well, I need to go do something to get a little bit faster. So I went and worked out more and tried to, you know, make myself a little faster. I retired shortly thereafter, so he got lucky, and I didn't start early. <clears throat> I'm more explosive off the ground because I'm more powerful. <laughs> and it might be, <laughs> it might be because I'm more compact. <laughs> I don't Maybe, know. Maybe, yeah, you're four foot eleven, so I'm five foot eight, <laughs> But I mean this I'm always like trying to, you know, push it around and it's so I'm so lucky to have people like like Mark in my life to keep pushing me in you know, whatever we're doing, like, you know, running races, like obstacle course races and everything like that. Um I don't even know if I would have done an obstacle course race if it wasn't for, for Mark. And kinda like that, I was like, Well, I don't know if that's my thing, like uh I don't know if I could, I'll do well in it. Like I like I mean yeah I guess I'm an athlete, but it's not like you know jumping around and swinging on uh, Olympic rings and diving through mud because I don't like water that much. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean if it wasn't for Mark, uh, I wouldn't have been had the motivation to go and do it, and I actually did a lot a lot better than I thought I would do. Yeah, you did really well actually. This is this is I think this is a good story that that ties into everything. Um, so I. <laughs> For, for anybody that doesn't know me, I'm probably a little bit stronger than your typical distance runner or ultra runner. Like, I have a little bit more muscle just because of the years of, like, bodybuilding and explosive training for fast twitch muscle fiber uh, type events. And I, uh, I, thought that, I thought that I was going to run the table in obstacle horse racing. Like, I thought I was just going to rise through the ranks. And, you know, Pat and I talked about going to some races. So I was like, all right, we'll go to these races. Uh, we, get to, we get to one of the races and... Um, I hear, I overhear the guy talking about his 5k pace. He's like, yeah, he's like, I just ran a 1745 5k pace, uh, 1745 5k. And I'm like, Oh God, I'm going to work this dude. Like, this is the best guy here. I'm like, I'm going to smash him. And then he pulled up, he pulled some smelling salts out of his back pocket and like huffed them and then asked anybody else if they, I was like, what's going on here? And then, uh, he just took off from the, from the gun and it was fine. Uh, running with him was fine. Like I didn't, it wasn't going to be any problem. And then he just, he uh, literally uh, humbled me. And obliterated me in the obstacles. And I was like, even though obstacle course racing is a pretty much 90% aerobic endurance event, um, I should have been training harder on the other things. And I was way too overconfident. And that drove me to work harder. Now I've been working on grip strength every day, weighted uh, dead hang pull-ups with vests. I've been just killing it hard, um, you know, every single day, every single day. And, and 
when Pat, when you jump in that race, we, we both ran in the elite, the elite divisions, um, for our races, just straight to elite. We didn't do any kind of age group or anything like that. Pat, what place did you come? Uh, 17th. 17th. Yeah. So at a, at a, at a really large Spartan race, Pat came at 17th overall in the elites. Um, and, and what was a pretty tough course because especially for a novice, it was, it was like 30 degrees and 33 degrees and raining. Yeah. Raining. The, there's, there was like super muddy and I uh, just go into a, like a, like a, it was like a weird river creek type thing, and yeah. it like went up to your chest, and yeah. you're just soaking wet and freezing. Yeah. The funniest thing to me is how you crush every single thing, and then you cried like a baby about it. Like <laughs> I'm not saying I'm like, I don't know what it is. That was the, the, the like, that's the, it was like the only guaranteed obstacle. Like The easiest, it was the easiest yeah, obstacle, and I hated it. Ever. That was the worst one for me. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I, I still <laughs> laugh at it this day, but no, I, I mean, I think I came in like 20th place or something, or something really close to that, I don't remember, and then Pat came in 17th. I mean, this is tremendous work from you, and I think it just is a testament to your athleticism. And I think this year, when you buckle down into some OCR races, I see you're in the top ten for sure. Definitely want to, definitely want to go out and do some more obstacle races. So. Yeah, you're going to qualify for North yeah. American Championships. Like the, sure. definitely the the Bone Frog, the, the one we did in North Carolina. That yeah. one, there's a six hour like an yeah. endurance challenge type type race, and uh, made it like. Four and a half hours, five hours. It did like seventeen miles. And were you third place in that? Yeah, I came third in that one. Yeah, third, third in the third in the Bone Frog six hour. I mean, that's your second obstacle course race ever, too. So that was that was a great job. But I mean, that just goes back to the getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think is the is the biggest thing on that. And that's oh yeah, for sure. Right yeah, there. Yeah, like like right. if you didn't do it, like you would have never, you'd never realized that you actually had this this like hidden potential and talent for it. Yeah, it definitely been. Because of that, I've been doing like switching up my workouts a lot in the gym too yeah. to more cater towards like more functional type strength too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think I just think overall it's better than just uh, you know going and just focus on I'm just going to do chest or I'm yeah, just gonna do those legs. like single single plane exercises don't yeah. actually do anything for you. At I feel all. like it's just like a thing of the past. It's just like they're just not effective if you want to be like a physique competitor or a bodybuilder or something. Maybe it's effective, but it's not effective for an athlete. So I think you're yeah. on the right track with that. I would challenge you to like. To, to really focus and dig into, that's dig the, into the, that's the goal. racing because is you're good at it. But let's let's move. We gotta move past the story. Anyways, yeah, it's just a, got sidetracked. So I, guess. Uh, I mean, we can go right into some like uh, some user questions that yeah. that we had from Instagram. Yeah. So uh, this first one: uh, Do you listen to like songs when you run or uh, like any pump up music before a race? No. Well. Maybe before a race, like I, there's there's music that I like that pumps me up or whatever. But like I don't draw my life, uh, my life's motivation from the song. So so inherently, no, it's not like this huge pump up for me. I I was hit recently uh, by a cyclist, which sounds funny, but it was actually excruciating. Um, and I was just thinking, like I was aware enough to realize he was coming, and I kind of shielded myself. Uh, had I been wearing headphones, I wouldn't have even I wouldn't have even seen him when he came off of the road that way. Or if I, I wouldn't have heard him, that's what that's what I did. Is I heard, so I braced myself, um, and I think that's a big thing. Like for me, I don't want to be distracted. So on those like long runs on the treadmill, or maybe like long runs on like a, a path or a park path, like I might listen to a podcast or a, an ebook or something. Because that way, I'm, I feel like I'm multitasking and, and pulling knowledge from it. But I don't listen to to music all too often. Like I love music um, and stuff gets me fired up. But sometimes I tend to run too fast too if I'm too pumped up for no reason. So I, I don't. Yeah, just can't. I don't draw a lot half. from that. Like I don't, I'm not. I don't do like the whole Eminem, like you know, eight miles. Lose stuff. yourself. I yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't lose myself in that. It just comes back to my mission. Like I don't know. I think about that because that's important to me. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I listen to some music at, at like the gym and stuff like at stuff like that. Yeah. But overall, nothing really. Like, I mean, I put on like maybe a couple of songs before like a race or like before a game or whatever. But yeah. like overall, I, I mean, it doesn't really like pump me up per se. Yeah. I'm more I'm more like pumped up on the at the fact that I'm I'm gonna I get to go out there and like do the thing I would really love to do. Yeah, that's a. But if you look if you're looking for a song that will pump you up, I, you should listen to a song called My Year by Gashi. That song. That's a that's all, yeah, that's all we'll, yeah, that's that's we'll a, pump you up, though. That's a pump-up song. So, um, next question is, um, kind of went over this a little bit, like, uh, is it important to wake up early? I think it is important to wake up early, but everybody, anybody can wake up early. So, I think what's more important, and I don't know how you feel about this, but it's not about waking up early. That It, does, it doesn't show strength if you go to bed at 12 o'clock after pounding down three beers and wake up at 4.30. Anybody can do that. But that's not good for your body. That's not that's not the recovery that you need. What really shows strength is having the discipline to go to bed early, to wake up early, and, and to and to push the things that you don't need out of your life. If you're staying up late for things you need, your job, your, your training, uh, your family, whatever it is, then that's a different story. But if you're just wasting time, if you cut that out, that's where the true strength is because then it's easy to get up early. Yeah, kind of organizing like your day. Yeah. It just if, if you have it in your life and you don't need it, get it out. So if it's if it's if it's Netflix that isn't serving you any purpose, get it out. If you if you're procrastinating on Facebook, then take it off your phone. If you if you're listening to your your roommate's negative or your cousin's kind of an asshole or your your mom's telling you you can't do this, and this sounds crazy, but get them out of your life. Then yeah, doesn't definitely. mean never talk to them again, but don't don't let them influence you with negativity. Yeah, all you gotta ignore is, you gotta ignore all the noise. No, yeah, the only positive noise is coming from you and the people around you who radiate that positivity. Yeah, that's why that's why I've been doing a lot. A lot lately is uh, I've been catching myself like you know you know just binging some Netflix. I've been cutting out a lot more Netflix to like like force myself to like watch maybe one episode when I'm just like relaxing and then yeah. you know reading a little bit more. Yeah, definitely reading some more books and then just relaxing and then getting ready and preparing myself for the next day. Yeah, maybe that's your thing. Like if you if you watch like some Netflix with your, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your roommate or whatever, maybe that's a good time to hop on that foam roller while you're watching a 22 minute episode yeah. of Netflix and. And I mean, that, then you're multitasking, then you're getting some productive out of it. But overall, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm coming down on like Netflix or anything specifically, but it's just, I think that negative things, distractions, uh, anything that's going to stop you from achieving what you want, if you want to achieve it bad enough, cut it out of your life and see how much happier you're going to be and see how much, like, if I don't watch another episode of The Office for the fifth time in a row, like, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, but I mean... It's like just a go-to show. It's easy. It's a great show. It's easy, but I mean, obviously, you can you know when you put on a show, foam roll, stretch out, yeah. It, and I mean, you're gonna feel better when you when you lay down too, because sometimes just throughout the day, you just like you feel so like stiff and compact, yeah. And then you just you get in bed and you're just like uncomfortable and you can't sleep, yeah. But so then it's gonna hinder yourself from waking up, waking up early to go to to hit the gym or you yeah. know waking up making breakfast before you go to work or preparing preparing your food. So waking up, waking up early, I think it is it is important. It's super clutch, but you got to make sure you're doing it right and getting enough sleep. Yeah, because if you don't get the, get the right amount of sleep, then it's gonna you're gonna feel groggy. You're not gonna get the the, the good training that you yeah. usually get. Yeah, With, whether you like military stuff or or any of that, I think if you live more like a Navy SEAL, I think it's gonna be a good policy for you. Uh, what's the what's that one guy, uh, Jocko Jocko Willink? Yeah, yeah, like. People said, man, you're retired. What do you still get up at, at 4.30 in the morning for? And he said, because I want to be up before the enemy training. It doesn't mean the enemy's a person. Like maybe the enemy's your own demons and you're trying to yeah. beat them out. Like 
the best thing you can do is get up and get into the training. And that's what I think about. Like I've got all these demons in my past that I'm just trying to overcome and I'm doing it and I'm winning mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to get up early and keep winning. So the next question is, um, what's like a, oh, this is a good, really good question. Uh, this is going to be our last question from the users. Um, what is a way to like stay focused and, uh, so you can keep yourself from accomplishing your goals when like, when it seems like out of reach? So that can be tough. Like, let's, for example, say you have a, a race that's six months away or you have um, – uh, maybe you're taking the LSAT test to get into law school in five months and it can be hard. Um, but it all comes back down to your why. I think we already talked about it. For the most part, um, my why is, is, is the reason that I do things. David Goggins' why is the reason that he made it through – uh, buds after four tries in Navy SEAL training, um, or whatever it was, was it four? I think. Yeah. He, you know, he spent two years doing it. Um, you have to have a why. If you have that why, then you don't need outside motivation, and everybody has it within them. And I think you have to find what you're truly passionate about. And if it's making yourself better, then then that's what you do. Or if it's Parker Simpson trying to go to the Olympics, then then he's not thinking like the Olympics is so far away. Like, how do I stay motivated? He's saying, what can I do to win every single day or to win six out of seven days or mm-hmm. 10 out of 12 days uh, to, to make it? And, you know, so that's what he's doing. And that's why the why is there. And I think that that's what drives me because I don't want to be that bum, that insecure little kid, the the loser, the crybaby, the woe is me, blame it on everybody else kid that I used to be. I'm not that person anymore. And I want to keep distancing myself from that. And I want to keep getting stronger and better and faster and and improve every single day. So I don't care if the race is in six months that I'm doing. The race could be a year from now. I don't care. I didn't used to race a lot because I don't care about racing. Yeah. I care about winning today. and I won today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you got to you know, set yourself some realistic goals. Like write, them, like write them down. Write your goals down and write stuff that you do to better yourself every day. Yeah. So you're making steps towards that goal. Yeah, and when, you don't, and when you don't do those behaviors that you're trying to positively reinforce, note them. Write them down. Yeah. Accountability. Like I didn't do this today and I need to do this. Like hold yourself accountable to your goals and you won't need any kind of motivation from the outside. You won't need to go on. This stuff is like it has a purpose to go onto YouTube or whatever it is and, and seek motivation. There have been times where that stuff's fired me up even more, but I still have the spark inside. Yeah. Me. And you don't need that stuff when you've got a clear why. But if it's just for vanity, like if you, if you just want to run to take like sweet Instagram shots – then don't even run. Like just stage yourself like you're running like a lot of people do. Yeah. You know? Like that's all you need to do. So that's why you're not motivated because you don't care. You don't care about the process. Right. That's the, that's the, the main thing. Like there's never a goal that's like out of reach. It's just that you're not putting the work in because you'll get, because you'll get there. Once the, once you trust your process and you put that work in, the, the goal is going to be reachable. And you're talking about right. realistic goals. So like do you think I could get to the NBA right now at 29 years old and five foot seven? <laughs> Uh, I'm five foot eight for the record. Five foot eight. Uh, I'm gonna probably say no, but I don't want to shut your dreams down. Oh, okay. Well, so so like I hate when people say like and it's nothing against you because it's like it's it's pretty much true. Like whatever you want to do, just just work hard to try to get there. And if you don't, you're gonna be a better person for it. But like you're not gonna accomplish everything you want to accomplish. But that's the thing about big just dreaming big. It should scare the hell out of you. Oh, for sure. And I don't. It's not a dream of mine to go to the NBA. It was when I was in eighth grade, but then when I didn't grow since eighth grade, the dream definitely shot down. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's what we have on mindset. That's pretty much 
our thoughts on that and, you know, waking up early and getting after it. Yeah. And I think like you can take my advice or you can leave it. Like you can say, I don't know what I'm talking about or whatever. And that's fine. Um, but the thing that I will leave you with is that you need to find your why and you need to find what drives you, um, and, and what the reason that you're out there doing it for me, like I'm suffering every single day, whether it's, you know, I'm, you know, I average about 14 miles plus a day. Um, you know, I'm balancing it, I'm balancing it with work, I'm balancing it with coaching and building my own business, all of these things. And it's grueling and it's grinding and I don't want any kind of like pity or you guys say, Oh, like all oh, that's so awesome. I don't care about that. All I'm saying is that I can get through all these things that are tough for me and they may not be tough for others, but they're tough for me. And I can get through them because I am so intrinsically driven by the things that matter to me. And it doesn't matter what people think about me anymore. And it doesn't matter if I go on to go to Olympic trials, which was like my original goal in the marathon. People laughed about that. It doesn't matter. My, my biggest mission is to one, raise awareness uh, for anxiety and mental health issues. And two, just to be a better version of myself every day, just tougher and just stronger and just do crazy things and push my limits. And because I have that, I keep pushing and, and everybody has that and it's their own thing, whether it's to be like the top chef or, or to be, you know, like my client Ramon wants to build his business huge and he's already done such a great job and he's a great businessman, you know, but he's driven by that every day. He's driven by his family. He's driven by his passions and he's out there every day doing the same type of stuff. I think that's what it takes, you know, just one example of, of many. And I think that's, that's what I'd leave you with. And, you know, if you, if you want to look outside the athletic realm, I have a, a really close friend, Richard Bernstein. Um, he's a Supreme Court justice here and, and he's blind. He was born blind. And um, he, his whole life's mission is to be an advocate um, for people with disabilities and better accessibility um, to things for them. So, I mean, this is a person who did his undergrad at, at Michigan at Ross. And then he went out to Northwestern to go to law school and graduated there with honors. I mean, he's a Supreme court justice right now. And it, it'd be so hard to do that. And he's at a, he was at a pretty much like a disadvantage. If, if, if you're looking at it straight up, like the LSAT is taking him, uh, when you're visually impaired would be so hard. And he's done that. And it's not because he wanted to be some like big shot lawyer. Didn't need to, like his family are, are, are full of lawyers, the San Bernstein law firm. Like it wasn't because he wanted money. They have as much money as they want. It's because he was driven to do the things he was passionate about, and that's what propelled him to do things that normal people couldn't do. When I say normal people, I just mean people who aren't going to push themselves to do that thing. Yeah, they just want to be average. So that's a long-winded, yeah. And I, I don't, I don't believe that anybody's average. I just think that they can have average actions, and those average actions have average consequences, and that is being average. I don't think that. They're inherently average. I think people are remarkable. If you think about this, the odds of being born are staggering. You have a like the odds of you winning the Powerball like a hundred thousand times over rather than being born. So you've already won the lottery just by being here. You're not average. Like that's a then then we won the lottery again by and right in the being born right in the U.S. of A. Baby. Yeah, yeah I guess. I, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, just kidding. It's a it's a great country. Don't get me wrong. I, I I just think that like there's there's no room for negativity, and there's nothing that can stop you from doing what you want to do if you truly want to do it and, and and you love it. You can find a way to build your life your life around what you love, and that's what drives me, and that's what should drive everybody. Definitely, I agree. Just, just out there, just find your why, and you'll know exactly what you need to do. It's the why. That's for sure. So we just want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to us. Yeah. Pat, where do they find you on Instagram? 
Pat X Gates. All right, you can find me at Bottenhorn Running. You can find my coaching at run underscore strong underscore coaching. Almost forgot the Instagram handle there. And you can uh, check me on my website, www.markbottenhorn.com. Reach out to me anytime you have anything. Reach out to Pat anytime you have anything. We'd be lucky to chat. We'd be lucky to even chat with you, talk to you. We appreciate you listening. And until next time, stay strong.